love you. I love you all. And I'm going to prove it. I'm going to prove that I have real love for you. The next hour, hour and a half, I'm going to prove to you that I love you. You know, a lot of times, people say they're going to prove that they love you, but they end up disappointing you. But as sure as I'm sitting here, I am going to prove to you today that I love you. And here's how. I put together an hour of songs and snippets of the band Kiss. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry. It's a W-H-U-P-L-P Hillsboro. My name is Gilbert Neal, and this is D-Sides Orphans and Oddities. Uh, I, I've never owned a Kiss album. I've never owned a Kiss single. I've never had a Kiss album in my house, ever. I've researched them thoroughly, and I've come to the decision that of all the members of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they are, player for player, the worst group in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Their lyrics are pathetic. Their music is juvenile and thoughtless and lazy. Their arrangements are rote approximations of what the greats before them created. KISS consists of Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, well, in the heyday, in the halcyon days, Ace Frehley, and Peter Chris, who had the gall in 1978 to all release solo albums with their big pictures on them. And each album has like one or two okay things, but if, if that was the best they could do as solo artists in the peak of their career, in the peak of their youth, with dis- un- excuse me, with money to burn. Casablanca Records gave them permission to do whatever they wanted to do. And they just came up with just four of the most dull, silly albums ever. And the fact, I think, is borne out by the fact that the one member of KISS who did anything credible after the band broke up was Ace Freely. And even that's like, okay. I mean, his shining moment was a cover of Do Ya by Jeff Lynne in The Move and then later redoing it for Electric Light Orchestra. And I don't care what you think. Kiss is awful, and I'm going to prove it to you, but, <laughs> no, nah, Kiss is all right. It's just, it's just silly. So many better bands than they are, you know, and it's more, as I said on Facebook, it's more of a brand than a band, and I'm going to play you some stuff from the band that they were before they were Kiss called uh, Wicked Lester. Some of the demos they did for the songs that made that they made famous later on by redoing them. Um, and <laughs> um, salt and peppered throughout this is Paul Stanley 
doing introductions to various songs at various live venues. You can find this on, on YouTube, and it's hilarious. It's like an hour and a half of Paul Stanley just saying stupid things to people and, and them cheering like crazy, just, just getting in the mood of the, the enormity of the, 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 the fireworks and the makeup and the dancing and prancing and whatnot. So Ken Ray Wildman is here with me, and we're going to play some Kiss songs later on, some of the more famous ones. And Ken has told me that he doesn't know any Kiss songs. And I told him that that's fine because I don't think that the members of Kiss knew the songs when they were recording them. At least that's what it sounds like to me. This takes a double gun. Come on, you now! We haven't played this one but once on this whole tour. Pulling it out tonight for you. This one comes off the first album. It's called She!
get licked.
The doctor said, you know, I ain't gonna make it much longer. You know what I mean? Okay, well, we had a bunch of stuff there. Hi, everybody. This is Gilbert Neal, and this is D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities. And today is my special KISS show with my special guest, Ken Ray Wildman. Why don't you say hi, Ken? Hi there. Very good. Okay, that was Crazy Joe and the Variable Variable Speed Band with a song called Eugene. What does that have to do with KISS? Well, Ace Freely co-wrote the song 
um, co-produced it and played the drums, played the drums on that song. That's, that's drum. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Boo! I'm Eugene. Before that, <clears throat> uh, Beck, the song Beck. You've never heard the song Beck? Sure you have. You heard Beth, which was Kiss's uh, biggest hit in the United States. Uh, went to number seven off the Destroyer album. But that was the original version. It was never released. It was a, a demo by a group called uh, Lips, which was uh, <clears throat> Peter Chris after he was in, um, what was it, uh, Chelsea. And uh, so that was a demo. And I guess when they were trying to dig up songs for uh, Destroyer, uh, Bob Ezrin probably heard it and said, hey, this, is, this could use some cleaning up. Maybe lose the line about your girlfriend complaining all the time. And maybe it could be a nice little little tune. Bob Ezrin saved the day again. Uh, saved the day with The Wall. Saved the day with Alice Cooper. Saved the day with a whole bunch of acts from the 70s and probably the 80s as well. Maybe even today. I don't know. But Kiss was a group that really could have benefited from the steady hand and good taste of somebody like Bob Ezrin. And that's what happened. So you hear how, how, how kind of goofy that song was when it started out. But... Um, uh, maybe they snuck into a studio where Gene Simmons was not and said, hey, here's something that may make us some money. So there you are. Before that, uh, how many of you girls out there like to get licked? How many of you guys like to get licked? I really don't care, but Paul Stanley seems to want to know. Before that, she, by Wicked Lester, which was the band that Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons were in before Kiss. And... Uh, Ken noticed that it has a flute in it, which is a, an instrument you never hear on a Kiss record. Flute. And um, what else did it have? Uh, piano. Piano, that's right. Bong, that's right. Piano. Not a bad song, kind of a creepy thing. Um, but then later on, they just rocked it up and made it, you know, pretty much standard Kiss fare. And um, Ken and I, Ken Ray and I, are going to now play a Kiss song. Are you ready, Ken? You don't have to play the first verse, but the second you have to come okay. in. Okay. So. Um. This is for the ladies. Beth, I hear you calling, but I can't come home right now. And the boys are playing And we just can't find the sound Just a few more hours And I'll be right home to you That's right I think I hear them calling Oh Beth, what can I do? Beth, what can I do? Say you feel so empty That our house just ain't a home I'm always somewhere else And you're always there alone Just a few more hours And I'll be right home to you I think I hear them calling Oh Beth, what can I do? I 
hear you calling And I hope you'll be alright Cause me and the boys Are playing <laughs> All night <laughs> God, Beth, how's our relationship ever going to work if this keeps happening? Me practicing the with the with the group there. Anyway, that's awesome. Thank you, Ken. That's that's very good. Coming out of a Behringer amplifier. Oh, hey, here's some more that I put together just for you. Now, All right, ah, that is scared me. Listen. You know, it wasn't too long ago we was here, and I tell you, every time we come here, damn it, it just gets better and better! You people are dynamite! And I know, I just know, I know if we get this place any hotter tonight,
your sister and mommy ever once in a while. And if everyone says you've got a big mouth, you refuse to shut up. Just tell them to kiss your behind. Just tell them to kiss your behind. Black tongues coming right out of me.
Some people said we were crazy to attempt this. Maybe we are crazy, but that's what makes us kiss. Hello. Uh, this is D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities. My name is Gilbert Neal. I'm here with my good friend Ken Ray Wildman. And uh, this is The Kiss Show. We're playing stuff that you probably have not heard by the band Kiss. If you are a 
um, just somebody who, who drives around and listens to the radio, and maybe every now and then a Kiss song comes on, and you say, oh, that's a, you know. Or maybe you're a hardcore Kiss fanatic. In that case, you may have heard a lot of these. Um, but um, I'm just here to have a good time. I'm a huge in. Um, all right, that was Peter Chris off of his solo album, 1978. That was Hooked on Rock and Roll. Before that, um, Bad Lovin', written by Gene Simmons. That's on the Kiss box set. There's a box set. And uh, it's called uh, Bad Lovin', but it turned out to be Dr. Doctor Love, which we'll be playing later on, whether or not uh, Ken knows it or not. And before that, possibly um, the most offensive thing I've ever heard uh from a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame musician, and that includes um, Mount Vernon and Fairway by the Beach Boys. That was Gene Simmons from his latest solo album, A-Hole, and the song is called Black Tongue. And you heard a sample, or Xenocrony, or Xenocrony, Xenocrony, whatever, that uh, Frank Zappa invented, where he would take part of his like a lead from one of his songs and, and, and take it, put it into another entirely different song just for kicks. And um, so you heard, if you listen carefully, you heard King Kong, which is a Zappa comp- composition, of course. He played that with uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono at um, in New York, blah, 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 blah. And then you heard uh, the figure, the lead figure from a song called Black Napkins, which is a famous Frank Zappa instrumental from the album Zootaloo. And it's just, you know, and, and it, what's galling to me is that Dweezil Zappa and Ahmed Zappa take part in it. And it just seems so cheap. I mean, it's there's nothing inventive about it. It's just, I don't know. It bothers me. Ken, talk to me. How are you? Well, let me turn your microphone on first. Hang on a second. Oh, stop talking now. Now talk. Okay. Hello. Hello, everyone. Mm. Hey, what have you been up to, Ken? Right? Living life. Mm-hmm. You have a unique um, musical life. Tell us all about it. Well, I know I don't have time to do that. So uh, the short version is I play uh, music for uh, modern dance classes all over the triangle. Mm-hmm. That's under the auspices of what? Or do you just show up and play for dance classes? Uh, I'm a freelance musician. I play for these dance classes at different universities. Should I name any? Yeah, go ahead. Duke and uh, Meredith College and the North Carolina School of the Arts and the ADF studio here locally. So when people are dancing and you you play the accompaniment, the rhythm accompaniment to— That's right. Uh, Modern dance used to be— uh, just about only drums, but then they started uh, throwing in all kinds of other things as the years progressed. Like what? Whip sounds? Like anything, yes. Oh. Yes. Whip sounds. Because I'd put whip sounds in there. John Cage, you name it. Sure. You know, electronica, whatever. Chickens. You know chickens? I like chickens, the sound of chicken. Yeah, yeah. I think I've used those before. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, maybe you can throw in some samples of Paul Stanley going, people! I was thinking about that. I know it's going to get a little hot tonight! Stuff like that. I do use sampling, so you never mm-hmm. know. There you go. Have you ever sampled any of my stuff for your dance classes? No, I haven't. Probably too erotic. I would uh, imagine to be distracting. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's distracting now. So Ken is playing a unique... What, what is the instrument you're playing today, Ken? It's called the... Uh, it is the Korg Wave Drum. It is an electronic uh, hand drum, which responds to uh, pressure from the hands and such, like a real drum might in some ways. Mm-hmm. Or uh, a student. 
Okay. <laughs> Might respond to the pressure of your hands as you, you know, hit them ever harder. We should move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the ever sober yin to my raging yang. <laughs> yes, we should. Well, you know, this is not going to help because we're going to play a song now by Kiss. It was um, the last big hit they had with the makeup and stuff. And... Um, some people didn't like it when it came out, and some people still don't like it. I can't stand it, but it's easy to play and um, taking advantage of the rhythm, the rhythm machine here, Ken Ray Wildman. And we're going to attempt a song from the, from the song, the Kiss Songbook, the Kiss Lexicon. This is called I Was Made for Loving You. Okay, here we go. to give it all to you in the darkness there's so much I want to do and tonight I want to lay it at your feet cause girl I was made for you and girl you were made for me I want to see it in your eyes Feel the magic There's something that drives me wild And tonight We're gonna make it all come true Cause girl you were made for me Girl I was made for you been watching you from the stage in all my star man makeup. Don't be intimidated by my big heels. Don't be frightened by the way I dance and prance around. Don't be scared by my tight Velcro pants. Oh, I can take them off in about three seconds. And usually that's how long um, it takes to take off the pants. I won't go further than that.
charged up now. Just the raw sexuality of Paul Stanley's lyrics. The way that they understand a woman, the way that a woman needs to be understood. I think that that's the key with the lyrics of Paul. <laughs> nice face. Oh, more of the rock and roll. Hey, Paul Stanley, what do you think? Yeah! Uh! <laughs> all right. This is for all the little girls out there. We got some girls out there tonight. I said we got some girls out there tonight. All right, then. This is for all you strutters. <laughs>
people I gotta tell you something
Help him! All right, all right. <laughs> I got a feeling I got to stop that before I devolve into paroxysms of laughter. Oh, boy. So if you go on the YouTube, there's a guy who put together all of these uh, Paul Stanley um, introductions. And he is quite the showman. I'll, t- I'll say that. He's always been, they've always been incredible showmen. And um, kind of like Donald Trump is an incredible showman. Um, but once you get past that, then you have to, you know, the records might mean something to you as a, as a relic of a bygone time, or they may be holding up a table or something like that. Whatever the case, um, I have never been a fan, but because I love you and because this show, D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities, is an all-encompassing experience, gathering all of the music from 1965 or so to 1980 that you may not have heard and putting it all in one handy place. That's what I do for you. Anyhow, you are listening to WHUPLP Hillsboro. My name is Gilbert Neal, and uh, with me today is my good friend Ken Ray Wildman. Hi, Ken. Hi. Ken is recording this show for posterity, but so am I. And you know what? You can go. Um, I'm. I'm trying to get together all of my shows so that you can listen to them um, and maybe even download them if you like. Um, Okay, so we're going to play another Kiss song now. This is, um, uh, oh, let me back announce. I'm sorry. That was Wicked Lester, the band that Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley were in before Kiss, and a song called Too Many Mondays. And it sounds very, I don't know, it's not as good as like Bacharach and David but it sure does emulate that style of like pop sort of sort of um gosh um sort of sun sunshine pop almost oh, and, no no they no the harmonies? well they had the harmonies um yeah maybe yeah yeah um sunshine pop is where i would go more produced maybe than the mamas and the papas who i didn't think were very good either i much prefer on oh, no 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 I prefer, um, have you listened to this show before, Ken Ray Wellman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what my favorite Sunshine Band is, right? KC? No. Close. Uh, The Free Design. Sunshine Pop. You know, pristine harmonies, pristine uh, instrumental arrangements. And what? Or what? Wait, go ahead. Who's the band that is your favorite out of that? The the Free Design. Oh, never, never heard of them. Has anyone ever heard of those? I see a show of hands out there. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm trying to make a difference because I talked to one of the guys who were in the free design. His name is Bruce Dedrick. And I'm um, trying to get the word out. My own little way, my own little show. I'm trying to make – I'm preaching the gospel of the free design. Great. Who were from 67 to uh, 73 or 74. And their their big song was um, – um, let's see. Um, uh, let's see. Well, I got love and everything I needed it. Well, I found love never even crossed my mind. I found love in the spring and it did not turn a thing. 
So, uh, I'm not in the mood to do that. I'm in the mood to play this song that everybody loves. And I think it went to number 10, maybe, in the United States. Um, well, I'm see. so drunk I'm gonna marry Cher and then I'm gonna marry Shannon Tweed no therapist can tell me what I need Paul Stanley is a constant companion I think that I'm a real rock and roll champion and that's the kind of rhyme that he envies and don't tell him but it came from me He just dated her after Greg Allman. That's after Greg Allman. Woo! Oh, that is a seduction anthem right there. Who could deny him his... <sighs> Let's just say that Cher dated Gene Simmons for a long time, and I imagine while he was... Go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. Go ahead. Yeah. Really? Yes. Um, they were quite the couple, quite the power couple. And um, then he dated Shannon Tweed. Do you know who that is? Sort of. 
She was a um, softcore pornography actress. She um, didn't have a problem playing the part of the stern but fair psychologist who meets a hot young stud who's going pro- having problems with his frigid wife. She's got the cure that he's thinking of on HBO at 11 o'clock tonight. Tonight? No. Oh. But this is like yeah. 1982 or something like that. Wow. <clears throat> so one would imagine that Gene and Cher perhaps were in some sort of booze-addled Congress and... While her nails scraped his sweat soaked back, and he was trying to think of a uh, rhyme, for <laughs> <laughs> a oh. rhyme for love, and he came up with of, of, <laughs> because uh, dove has just been used, right? Too because much. because you smell just like a dove, <laughs> um, because you smell just like OJ's glove, which hadn't happened yet. Anyway. Kiss is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I'm just a lonely loser DJ here in beautiful downtown Hillsborough. I hope you're having a good time. Uh, I'm going to get through these last couple songs with Kiss, and then we'll play probably one more song, maybe. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Microphone's off. Wait, wait. What does Paul Stanley have to say about this? Oh! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to. I'm not going to finish this set because it's just it just bores me to tears. But I wanted to back announce a song. I hadn't talked about. <laughs> I hadn't talked about what I played, so I crumpled it up in my hands, real angry like. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the song that played before Wicked Lester's Too Many Mondays, which was the last song you heard, um, with Gene Simmons singing. And I was talking about. Um, I, I dared to mention um, Bacharach and David, but before that. You heard a version of The Tracks of My Tears, which was a great, wonderful hit for Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Now, <clears throat> my theory is, and see what you think about this. Do you want to get on the microphone? Good know you're talking to me. Well, I know, I know, but I want your input. Okay, so here's my theory. <clears throat> Motown music, Marvin Gaye, um, <clears throat> Smokey Robinson, Stevie Wonder, um, Lamont... Dozier, Holland, you know, all those people, they, they took such care to write songs with the correct phrasing and the correct accompaniment and in the correct key for the correct singer that it sounds so easy to sing. They make it sound so simple to be able to sing. Like you hear tracks of my tears and you think, well, I could do that. Smokey Robinson's got not doesn't have that great of a voice. I can do that, and then they try it, and then they 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 just sound inferior. What do you think about that? Who tries it? That was Paul Stanley. Well, right. Well, you know, part of the magic of any of these older recordings is that the uh, the singer and the band, orchestra, et cetera, were in the room together performing. Live together. That was one of the things I was amazed with and uh-huh. watching the video about the making of Alfie, the song with the woman standing there singing live with the orchestra. And, I, and it took me back. I was thinking about Sinatra and all those old guys. They were always tracking live with the band, the, audi- the, the orchestra, et cetera. What were you watching that they showed the live recording of Alfie? It's 
basically that's it on YouTube. The live, the making of Alfie. I'm not sure what the title was. I saw something similar to that. Um, um, Stephen Sondheim, his musical company. What? I played that. I you, played in that. So did I. Not the not the Broadway. No, not the Broadway. Version, but I played bass and I was the musical director at a dinner theater in nice. Buffalo. I that. did a dinner theater in Fort Worth, Texas. <laughs> How do you like that? Yeah. So, um, my my point is that they, they there's a there's a movie out there where where they show the recording of the soundtrack album. Wow. With Elaine Stritch and Dean Jones and um, Dean Jones. Yeah, he was in the he was in the um, he wasn't in the original version. Of um, of uh, the the Broadway show, but he was he eventually took over and he did the soundtrack. So wow, another hundred people jumping up on the plane. We're a city of strangers. Some come to mess on the plane. City of strangers. Some come to oh, I can't do justice to that. Anyhow, that's a good that's a good movie to watch if you want to see live orchestration and people singing to it. Cool, it's great stuff. I will. So that's I think why people like Paul Stanley attempt these things where um, he he hears it and it's been with him all his life and he probably never thought to perform it with Kiss. So. Hmm. Well, I'm older now, and Kiss is sort of uh, a walking joke. So why don't I get together with my uh, royalties, a band of people who are complicit in my sabotaging of the history, <laughs> the history of Motown? And there's a whole bunch of this stuff with him singing all these classics, and it's okay. It's just that you know, it's Paul Stanley singing smoky robinson and if that's not some sort of ugly sin i don't know what is well i do know what is but this is a family program what do you think about it did you think it was honorable do you think it was pretty good or did you not hear it i thought it was one of the best things i've heard tonight really well that's not saying much uh, well it's, it's saying <laughs> the writing was strong if nothing else <laughs> he did it in the original key too so bully for him um so bully for him so he's again you, know, you can say and people have said to me when I said I was going to do a Kiss show tonight, well, they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, they sold 50 million records. And I said, why do you have that speech impediment now? And then they cleared their throat and said, oh, sorry. Um, what I meant to say was. So anyway, and before that, it was, I was Kiss. thinking the same thing as yeah. you said that. Yeah, see? see? And before that, it was Kiss with a demo of a song called Watching You. Uh, recorded in 1972. I think they did it on their second album, which was Hotter Than Hell, or for the sake of live radio, Hotter Than Heck. So I'm not going to play more Kiss. I don't like Kiss. I'm not going to play anymore. But I wanted to elucidate the people listening as to um, some of the history that you may not know of the band Kiss. For instance, um, the song Beth was originally called Beck. What is, man. So the song Beth was originally called Beck. And a guy named Stan Ridgway wrote it. <clears throat> the original version was based on one of the guys in the band on the phone with his girlfriend who was bugging him to come home. Come home from practice. I'm tired of you coming home late. And he was repeating what she was saying out loud to this guy, I guess Stan Ridgeway or whatever, or Stan Breckenridge, Stan Renridge, Renridge, Penridge. Keep doing that. 
When she passes these boys, she passes goes. Ah. When she strolls, it's like a somebody that's Getting the chords wrong. Figured out. So what have you done? What? You're on your live. Yeah, who cares? Anyway, on to set number two. Oh, yeah. So anyway, Beth. So the title of the song was originally Beck because that was his girlfriend's name. And they changed it to Beth because uh, Bob Azarin knew that that was what's going to happen. Stuff like that. Anyway, Paul Stanley has a credit on it. And I'm not sure why, except for the fact that he probably beat the crap out of Peter Chris one time. And he said, okay, man, okay, you'll get a credit on my best song, okay. But Peter Chris had nothing to do with writing the, the original song. But anyway, I digress. Hey, here's something strange. Silence. This is, no, this is the free design. You'll love it. To sing a new kind of song. That life's worth the living Beginning to find the right Instead of just the wrong There was a moon last night A pretty bird in flight And a quiet breeze Gliding through the trees I still can feel the ache in my heart Showing my life to be in need Of a brand new start Begin to sing again I'll show you how you could be born, born again now. I'm beginning to see that life's worth the living. Beginning to find the right instead of just the wrong. It's pretty easy to love when love is given back. You think it's something special if you're white or black. But I find our love to be easy once more. Like a child who does not care who, how, I what for. Begin to sing again. I'll show you how.
music, that's my world Lots of booze to start my night out right Bright lights and go-go girls Got my brain all in a world A jukebox playing loud, oh what a night There's not a doubt in my mind I'll be lonesome Morning when my head is clear Right now I'm trying not to think about it Drinking all these mixed drinks, beer with tears Bright lights and go-go girls Country music, that's my world Lots of booze to start my night out right Go-go girls Got my brain all in a whirl A jukebox playing loud Oh, what a night For a while When you left me I was lonely But I finally Found an outlet For my fear Where Waitress has a recipe for tears Bright lights and go-go girls Country music, that's my world Lots of booze to start my night out right Bright lights and go-go girls Got my brain all in a whirl A jukebox playing loud, oh what a night
think of that that was nice well that was gene Deshaun for once in my life that's the original version not the version that you know by stevie wonder and all those vegas singers oh, excuse me my name is gilbert neal this is d-sides orphans and oddities on a saturday evening uh you're listening to whup fm 104.7 uh, i'm here with ken ray wildman hello ken hi um, we were having a debate, which I won. Um, well, first of all, that was Gene Duchamp with the original version of For Once in My Life. My favorite version, of course, and yours is the Stevie Wonder, but that was the original version. Big and dramatic. What a great melody. And before that, Billy D. Williams. Yes. Not the Billy D. Williams. Yes, the Billy D. Williams, the guy who played uh, Lando Calarecki. This, this is where I lost the bet. Yeah, he didn't think I was. Re- he didn't think I was bringing the goods when I said it was the Billy D. Williams that everybody knows from 1962. 62. Doing all the Colt 45 commercials, scraping by until he got that gig on the Star Wars as Lando Calarekian. <laughs> what was his name? Johnny Calarekian. Kardashian. Johnny Kardashian in the Star Wars. And, um, of course, you all know that the Beatles covered Haze of Honey and Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass um, had a big hit with it. And before that, Bernie Walden with Bright Lights and Go-Go Girls. And before that, Free Design, my favorite group, with You Could Be Born Again from 1968 off of the uh, titular album of the same name, which is redundant. Sorry, Deborah. Anyhow... I uh, hope you're having a good evening. Um, what did you think of that set, Ken? Well, we were talking during a lot of it, so I wasn't really listening that closely, to tell you the truth. Okay, you're sweet to say that. All right, here we go. Here's one that you all know. 
You people in North Carolina love this song. I know you do. A new man bojangles and he danced for you. It's about chlamydia. In worn out shoes. It's a big metaphor. With silver hair, a ragged shirt, and baggy pants. The old soft shoes. He jumps so high. Jumps so high. Then he'd lightly touch down Mr. Bojangles Mr. Bojangles Mr. Bojangles Dance I met him in a cell in New Orleans I was Down and out He looked to me to be The eyes of age As he spoke right out He talked of life He talked of life Laughs like his leg still He said the name Bojangles And he danced
looked into your eyes that I can tell you is the kind of girl whose love was a false alarm. Whoa, you're a false alarm. You're the kind of girl who likes to tie with young boys' hearts like packing love in a needle. Stick it in their arm. Dig it. Whoa, stick it in their arm. I guess I always knew right from the start I'd wake up someday and find you gone. Rhoda Mendelbaum. Whoa, Rhoda Mendelbaum. Makes no difference what's your name be. Wherever you go, it's always the same, babe. You keep on messing with that game, babe. And in your mind, you think you've got me. But you're wrong, wrong, wrong. You're so wrong. One day you'll wake up, you're gonna find. You've slowly been losing all your mind. You left all the groovy people behind. Say, hey, Rhoda, you're not one of a kind. Oh, no. Rhoda Mendelbaum. Ah, talking about Rhoda Mendelbaum. Gotta see your heart break the ache. Add a couple of tears to your eyes, bitch, and I'll be satisfied. Shattered, tattered Then I'm gonna compromise Whoa Rhoda Mendelbaum Come on, get freaky, get freaky Ah, Rhoda Mendelbaum Dig it, dig it Keep going, brother, get freaky Mike's not on. Besides, your answer is embarrassing. The mic is never on.
Oh, boy. Well. Sounds like uh, music from an enchilada western. Funny you should say that. It's not a, It's not from an enchilada, enchilada western. Um, it's from a spaghetti western. It's Gianfranco and Gian Piero Reverberi. And the song is called Nel Cimitero de Tuscon. And uh, that was from 1968. Do we know the name of the western? No. But. I can tell you this. It wasn't Clint Eastwood. It was not Clint Eastwood, but this is what the the song of the year a few years back, uh, Crazy, by Nurls Barkley, was based on. So the whole thing was just that with uh, drums underneath. And that's songwriting, I guess. Before that, Tony Bruno, one of my favorite singers, Rhoda Mendelbaum. And before that, Rod Rogers with The Beatle Crawl. And Ken and I were looking up Ken, um, Rod Rogers, his life story. Um, I'm not sure. I know that he worked with. Um, I know that he worked with uh, song poems, which we talked about last week. And um, he, I don't think he was. It doesn't look like he was very happy doing that. But anyway, what what is song poems? Uh, it's when, in the old days, in the back of the magazines, and last week's show, you can find it online. It's. All my shows are online. Uh, for two weeks. For two weeks. Um, back in the old days, in the back of the magazines, people would um, advertise that you could have your poems turned into music. And there is the lingering possibility that uh, uh, Johnny Cash might hear it, or Liberace might hear it, or someone famous. And you never know what's going to happen. So send in your 50 bucks. And then the 50 bucks and the song poem, which they were not allowed to call them lyrics because lyrics means that you're flirting with uh, rights societies and unions and things like that, I guess. So poems are no problem. So you'd send your poems in some basement in Nashville, a bunch of guys named Cletus and Cletus would uh, lay down some music and then they would put it on a platter and then they would send it to you. And there you are. There's your record. Ta-da. And a lot of people were very thrilled, were quite thrilled by the fact that their name was on a record. So a uh, couple de- couple decades later, I guess these were all collected, and there's compilations out there, very entertaining, very fun. So uh, last week's show, I played a whole bunch of them. So, And I guess he used to do the music forum, and um, anyway... Um, here's a, a sample of a lyric. <clears throat> she was serving lettuce and she was wearing lace. I could buy the lettuce. I could even buy the place, but I could never buy the waitress wearing all the lace. <laughs> 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 so he did the beetle crawl at the height of Beatlemania, trying to cash in. Didn't work out. And, um, here's the poem about, here's the, here's the paragraph about Rod died in December, 1974 after being hit by several cars. <laughs> On the Hollywood freeway. Mm. No one knows how he ended up trying unsuccessfully to dodge the traffic. Did he fall accidentally from a bridge over the road or did he jump? Intending to take his own life. Who knows? But he lives on in my show tonight. So um, maybe uh, another show can be me trying to commune with the dead. And I'll ask him, Was it? did he jump or was he pushed? And before that, what was it? Before that, Jerry Jeff Walker, the original version of Mr. Bojangles from 1968. 
This is Gilbert Neal. Uh, this is D-Sides Orphans and Oddities on a Saturday evening, wherever you are. If you like anything that I've done or Ken and I have done or any of the music that you've enjoyed, please let me know on the Facebook. Uh, you can find me very easily. Um, also, Google D-Sides Orphans and Oddities. And um, I'm just starting to build a page which archives all my shows. It's on something called Podbean. And it's uh, it's nice. Um I hope that WHUP doesn't mind. Um, anyway, uh, I'm on to my last set. I want to say goodbye to everybody. And please let me know that you've enjoyed what we're doing. And I'm going to close out with a set. First, uh, I'm going to start with the Jackson 5 and then um, a little set by Jan and Dean singing songs about how much they hate people who hate war. Anyway, Ken, do you want to say goodbye to all the nice folks? Goodbye, all my friends out there. It's been nice visiting with you again. Gilbert. Hi, Gilbert. <laughs> Man, don't do that again. Sweet Jesus Christ. I'm going to bring Paul Stanley back. I'm going to bring him back. Here he comes. People! People!
go why the mighty USA has got to be the watchdog of the world else that treaty USSR will bury us from afar and he'll never see the missiles Runs from Vietnam But most of all He's running from himself
That was Jan and Dean, believe it or not, doing their version of the Beatles classic, The Ubiquitous, to this day, because it's all class. Uh, yesterday, before that, um, <clears throat> uh, the here's a Ubi- question for you. Yeah. Would that song have become a giant hit, a giant classic hit, if, if Jan and Dean had been the version that we heard instead wow. of Paul McCartney? No. Thank you. Nope. Um, they just didn't have that kind of gravitas. It might have made like top 40, but I don't know. Jan and Dean's late 60s output is so sketchy and weird. It's just, I guess having one of your members having brain damage from an accident will kind of curtail your studio appointments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and plus he was the one, <laughs> he was the control freak of the group. So before that, um, Jan and Dean weigh in on the Vietnam War with the Universal Coward. I could do a whole episode on people. Roxy, you remember um, Bob Seger did a song about um, um, conscientious objectors and what cowards they were and stuff. And uh, it's a great movie about that. The Americanization of Emily. I never saw that. What is the fabulous film about James Garner plays a soldier who's accused of cowardice and he admits it freely, but. He ends up being a hero anyway. So, mm. Well, thanks for spoiling yeah. it. Um, before that, Jan and Dean with Laurel and, Laurel and Hardy, which is a very strange, um, a, a good subject, but a very strange execution of, um, of uh, psychedelia. And before that, the Jackson 5 with their version of Dr. My Eye. Whoever sang the second verse, I think it might have been um, uh, Jermaine. He came in too early, and then he corrected himself, and then he came in again. But um, so uh, Motown's quality control wasn't that great. Anyway, uh, thank you for Ken, Ken Rail Wildman for joining us and everything. And You're welcome. Thank you for listening to everybody. And um, I think next week I'm going to be off. I may, be ha- I may have to um, do a repeat show because I got big doings, folks, big doings. And I know you won't want me any other way. What? Anyway, here's a strange version of a Beatles song by one of the girls who sang on the Gene Simmons thing. Yeah, here we go. Quietly turning the back door key 
Thank you for joining us. Please visit us on Facebook. This is WHUPLP Hillsboro. FM WHUPLP.